Today I wanted to talk about the global walkout movement that is happening, although I am a little bit disappointed because it's 2022 and any chance that we can uh, get to be diverse is very important as we know. Now calling it the global walkout is a little bit discriminatory against flat earthers. So I would have hoped that it would have been called the worldwide walkout. But so that's a little bit disappointing. Worldwide walkout, global walkout, ugh, not overly inclusive. But anyway, I digress. It is called the global walkout and we'll go into that in just one second. But first, welcome to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast commentary comedy and conversation please remember to subscribe it is the most important thing to do wherever you're listening to this subscribe like share and comment all of those good things and uh, thank you for doing that okay before we get into this global walkout and what exactly it is and what is being done there's just a couple of stories i know i said i'm, I'm not a news show but we know when things pop up that are important or hilarious or both, I want to cover them, at least briefly, so I just want to touch on these things. Now, a story just uh, came up uh, this morning about the potholes in many of the roads around the country, that, well, this particular story is blaming the potholes on, you guessed it, climate change. It's climate change's fault that the roads in many parts of the country are falling apart. But what's great about this is the comments. I mean, these guys, whoever wrote this has been absolutely ratioed because the comments are all mocking it. That's really, really good to see. So I'll I'll read a couple of the comments. I'll just actually read the top one covers most of it. The reason we have potholes is the lack of maintenance, the heavy trucks increased by forestry, the foundation of our roads, the money put into bike lanes in the first instance instead of maintaining our roads first and spending on bike lanes second. Our country's potholes are a representative. Uh, our country's potholes are representative of the state of our country at the moment under this government and its inability to get the foundation right and maintain what we have had. I'm over this BS and pretty much it goes on and on and on like that. It's fantastic to see that people are awake and aware of this type of propaganda, but trying to blame potholes on climate change is just is absolutely hysterical. And uh, the other story was Cindy. Good old Cindy Kins. She is overseas. She's in New York. She went to the funeral and now she's in New York. She caught a ride with Justin Trudeau in his plane. So they had a meeting in the skies. Definitely wasn't a date. That would be... That would form some sort of black hole, I assume. And that would just swallow the universe into itself. And that would be the end if those two ever got together and had a family. But anyway, she so she was on a plane with Trudeau. They got a ride back there. They're plane sharing, you see. We're supposed to car share, but they get to plane share. So it's still at a very much different level. Anyway, she's going to the United Nations conference thingy that they're doing. Uh, I'll go into that another day. I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of news coming out of there. Uh, anyway, she has announced... Cindy Ardern, new research into algorithms to create a secure internet. Oh dear. 
Now, Prime Minister, the article says, Jacinda Ardern has announced funding for new research and research into how algorithms affect people's online experiences, the first project under the Christchurch call. But the new scheme announced alongside French President Emmanuel Macron and with Twitter and Microsoft does not involve major players such as Facebook, the social media giant on which the March uh, 15th shooter streamed his attack. Ardern, who made the announcement at the French permanent mission in New York at a summit on the Christchurch call, said the scheme would bring wide benefits. The USA is also a partner. She says, we simply won't make the progress we need on these important issues without better understanding how they are operating in the real world in the first place. Companies, governments, civil society, we will all benefit from this initiative. It will help us create the free, open and secure internet we all uh, we are all driving for. Then it goes on to say, artificial intelligence algorithms play a growing role in people's everyday lives, including how we organise information and experience the internet. A majority of the content we encounter and view online is curated by algorithms in some form, and it can lead people into extremism. There's the word again. Now, if you listened to yesterday's show, you would have heard the extreme Christianity narrative come up. So what is going to be done here? What is ultimately, what's, I mean, this is a one and a half million dollar US research, I guess, grant given to, to independent, it says uh, independent research to help shape policy and see how this will work. It does go on to say it's about stopping violent extremism online. Again, selling it that way is how most of us would be like, oh yeah, sounds alright, fine, yeah, that's, that's a good, good, we don't want to see that sort of uh, violent stuff, like like the attack and things like that online, absolutely not, or uh, or algorithms feeding uh, actual violent extremism, actual violence, it's just how they're going to define this, how are you going to define this, and we know, like I said, the, yesterday's article talking about extreme Christianity, here's how it's, here's how it's going to be enforced isn't it it's going to be decided about what leads to certain things and what goes against the current narrative and uh it's likely to be just online censorship online censorship in a bigger form and uh it's a worry so there's that happening we'll keep an eye on any more news coming out of things like the Christchurch call and of course New Zealand's joining up with the, the net safety thingy that they signed, that deal that we signed with the big social media platforms. Anyway, this that story perfectly leads on because it, it does feel like it fits into this sort of globalist style, one world government style agenda that's uh, seemingly at play. But what is the global walkout? Well, the, the global walkout, I believe is run by, where are we, Reignite Freedom, I think is who it's run by. Seems to be, yes. You can go on there and find out about some of the people that started it. I'm sure you'll recognise a few faces, but the about the global walkout, mission statement, one step at a time, hand in hand, we are walking out from the globalist society they are trying to enslave us into. Now, I, I think I'd come across this a while ago. 
I'm not sure. Just the the name and the logo looks familiar. Anyway, they say how every Sunday at 8pm London time, a new step will be announced. The idea is to gradually strive to disconnect from the globalist agenda. Each step will empower ourselves and each other to become more independent, self-sustainable and in control of our own destinies. Anyone from anywhere, no matter their lifestyle, can participate in the walkout to to whatever extent they feel comfortable with. So you can go to globalwalkout.com and read all of this and uh, join up if if this uh, if, if you feel this connects with you. That says, what is the point if we build enough momentum to create roadblocks in the globalist agenda when millions of people uh, worldwide act in unison, we will become an effective force that cannot be ignored. I guess this is the sort of extremism that the, the media is kind of talking about. Ooh. Uh, what could this achieve? With enough numbers, the global walkout family can start to engage in significant actions that would encourage corporations and governments to take notice and consider our perspective. If our actions can directly affect the back pockets of the globalists, they might have no choice but to listen. And even if they do, as this is mentioned above, they say, um, I mean, if building community and becoming more independent is great for everybody involved in this, to be, to to uh, kind of build your own self-sustainable world, so to speak. Build your own community, get to know the locals and buy local and all that kind of thing. It's only a good thing, regardless of if ultimately it stops this seeming push for a, uh, a global style order. So what are some of the steps that have been taken? Because they've, so far they've launched three or they've done three announcements so they've had three Sundays of, of announcements and I'll just run through some of them quickly it says uh, so step one was announced it's keep cash alive and you know my thoughts on this this is a fantastic step one it says uh, they had Catherine Austin Fitz announce the first step of the global walkout uh, many of you might already be using cash for most things but don't worry we have something new for you Two, okay, where are we? Scrolling down, scrolling down. So why bother keeping cash alive? What well, businesses save money instantly on transaction fees. Correct. Uh, they have more control over their profits. Uh, if you can help save that business money, they are more likely to keep staff employed and give back to their local community. Also, the money that they get locally, actually it doesn't really matter how you pay, but yes, cash obviously is the better choice if you are buying into, it's a good pun, if you're buying into this global walkout narrative, uh, cash going to local businesses keeps that cash in the community so it circulates more through the community and becomes more useful, more valuable. So that is also, that's one of the reasons why people push for buy local as much as they do. They go on to say, what's wrong with a cashless society? Cash jobs on the side will no longer be an option. Tech companies have invested heavily in making electronic transactions secure, but hackers are always one step ahead. In a world of 100% electronic payments, the risk of falling victim to fraud rises significantly. Uh, If cash dies, your location and purchases will be tracked automatically. You won't be able to opt out of that. If you are uh, are on any government funding whatsoever, they could restrict you from spending that money uh, on certain things that the government does not condone. Uh, Cash allows you to make anonymous purchases or donations. Of course, being cashless, this will be impossible. 
Uh, people in abusive situations are often financially reliant on their abuser. If cash is removed, their way out will be that much harder or close to impossible. Uh, elderly, blind and people with disabilities will struggle. Many people can't or don't have, uh, don't know how to use the tech. They would also be vulnerable to scams. Uh, what are the technological implica- implications? We will be reliant on technology every day. You won't be able to access funds. You will need the latest devices and software to enable payments. And that becomes a problem for a lot of people. You won't be able to uh, leave your home without some sort of device and cash uh, protects you from being at the mercy of electronic forms of payment during power outages and looming high energy costs. So there you go. Step one was, as I've talked about previously, I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, the uh, the push for a cashless society and why it's so dangerous. So step one is keep cash alive. Good stuff. Global walkout. Then they announced step two, which was uh, reignite farming the second step of the global walkout is to locate and support family-run grocery stores and markets as much as possible try to purchase locally grown products to support the farming and market communities in your area if you live in the city research what fresh produce is grown in your region if you can Uh, it's critical that you support local farmers etc to keep them in business and wow you're going to be eating healthier too so yeah, there you go. I mean, I've got a, a great local farmer's market here, which is fantastic. And I personally buy my meat from a local farm and also a bit of raw milk from a different farm as well. So I'm doing my best there. I would just add in that to reignite farming, it's a good idea to start growing your own food in some capacity. You don't have to, I mean, it's going to be impossible to do that alone. Well, I wouldn't say impossible, but a lot harder and out of the out of the reach for a lot of people to grow their own food to sustain them and their family but if you come together with other people as a community then you've got something else going if if that's something that you can manage to do or if it appeals to you then you've got another way of of getting out of the system so to speak so but anyway just growing your own food in some form even if it's just a few plants on your balcony is a good way to re-engage with the the food system and where it all comes from even, and for kids, obviously, to learn where the food comes. The food doesn't come from the supermarket. From the, it just comes from the, super, the plastic. It's where our food comes. No, get, just to get back to our roots is another pun. This episode's full of puns. And to be aware. I know it seems obvious, but we've just lost connection with a lot of this stuff. So step two, reignite farming, is to support your local farmers and farmers markets and meat producers, etc. But I would, I think it's a good idea just to re-engage in the actual growing process ourselves and if you can like i said get a little community going we can grow different things and kind of barter and trade if that appeals to you and the last one for the moment was step three so there's more to come but step three is why should we consider consuming less mainstream media so there's basically saying Get rid of your mainstream media apps and stop clicking on the clickbait headlines and uh, put pressure on a lot of these often government funded or at least given tax breaks and tax uh, payers dollars to these big corporate mainstream media outlets. Uh, They say what's wrong with the way mainstream media is right now. It's mostly negative and fear based. If you consume too much it can affect your mental state and quality of life. 
if something major happens in the world that you need to know about, you will hear about it without having to watch the mainstream media every day. Of course, there's that thing where people need to know first. We, we always want that information, something new, something novel. And that is a real problem. The problem is, too, that if you've been paying attention in the last couple of years, which I'm sure you have, is the way that the news and other shows are, uh, are used in basically psyops and, how, and to man- manipulate people especially when they are afraid get them afraid and you can control people uh the they say they use clickbait to get clicks but the content sometimes doesn't match the headline we know this and that's what's so uh, crazy about people getting their news from headlines alone that's a, a great way to manipulate people too they know certain people aren't gonna read the article or, or they're just gonna read the first paragraph and so they'll just use the first headline in the paragraph to be a little bit deceptive it says if the story was good in itself was good enough they wouldn't need a misleading headline uh, investigative journalism seems to be a dying skill they're often told what to write and have and say and have very little control over the story mainstream media censored and cancelled world-renowned doctors and scientists without giving them the airtime they deserve they often report on things that are of no consequence to the people is this a distraction Government-funded medias cost taxpayers millions of dollars per year, uh, etc. It goes on like that. So what is the impact of consuming too much media? Uh, as an individual, you might think you have little impact, but if we all stop consuming mainstream media at the same time, it will change a lot. As a matter of fact, it has already worked before in the US when the viewership plummeted on CNN after the election, and CNN Plus failed spectacularly. And uh, also the several journalists over the last couple of years have been fired for not going along with the narrative. They name a few here from Poland, the USA, Canada, Britain, Sweden, Germany, and whatnot. So it just says how we can disconnect. Delete all mainstream media apps, as I mentioned, from your phone and tablet or whatever. Unsubscribe from monthly payments if you're signed up for any. Be sure to also delete or hide the generic news apps that come pre-installed on your phone and avoid clickbait so you can read all of that on the global walkout.com website and that's step three so just summing all of that up and more steps to come obviously but step one keep cash alive step two reignite farming and step three consume less mainstream media or don't consume it at all so globalwalkout.com if you want to read further and there's some videos and pdfs and things that you can uh, print out and watch or edit and use them to spread the word on whatever topic uh, you want to if you if that is something that you would like to do anyway just wanted to cover some of this global walkout stuff that came to my attention yesterday i think it's very important it's great to see people coming together to push back on this totalitarian style world or movement that we're seeing uh, come into play. So I'll leave it there for today. And I will talk to you again tomorrow. This has been the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. And you have a fantastic day.